Welcome to the Chronify Podcast. This is Ben Miller. Today's episode is about determining how much income is enough for you to get where you want to be in life. Before we get to that, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're downright loving it, sign up for Chronify. The first month is free, no credit card required. It'd be great to have you on board. Now, let's get to the episode. Today's episode is titled, How Much is Enough? I have a confession. In 2018, immediately before bonus time, I talked a really big game. I planted seeds with close friends and confidants that if my annual total compensation was below X dollars, I was going to leave my job. Did I have a compelling next opportunity? No. Did I have specialized skills that would translate directly outside of finance? No. But I knew I wanted more from life, and that was enough. Or so I thought. In a role and tenure where it was not uncommon for bonus to be a multiple of salary, and bonus could truly be anywhere between $0 and who knows what, there was a wide range of potential outcomes for which I had to prepare. I figured out my reaction function to whatever I got paid, and finally the deliberately created ulcer factor we called comp day rolled around. I sat down in that meeting room only to learn that I was being paid exactly X dollars. To the penny. I was dumbfounded. But here's the part of which I'm a little ashamed. When the dust settled, I was relieved. Sure, I thought I was worth more than that, and sure, I'd told them beforehand the number I thought I deserved, 25% higher than my threshold for leaving, and not a highball. If they'd paid me $1,000 less, what would have happened? I would have been forced by my prior conversations with confidants to move on. Either that, or I would have lost a lot of credibility with people I loved, and perhaps more importantly, with myself. If this sounds diabolical, trust your instincts. Bulge bracket firms have it down to a science. Their models are structured deliberately to pay producers exactly what it'll take to retain them, and not a penny more. And at the end of the day, I can't really blame them. The incentive structures and legal strictures arguably dictate that it's their responsibility to shareholders to do exactly that. Or better put, don't hate the player, hate the game. My job as a trader was to make prices. If someone wanted to get a trade done, it was often necessary to improve the price. If things got further along, we sometimes had to show them our walkaway price, which is exactly what it sounds like. The price beyond which we'd be unwilling to complete the trade. So I was well-versed with this framework. Easy to do multiple times a day for my job responsibilities, but excruciatingly difficult when it was the one price that mattered most to me personally, the price of a year of my productive life. If you're at a job that isn't your always and forever, there's something that's keeping you there. Maybe it's a geographical constraint or a title you need to earn before you move on. Or perhaps it's on-the-job training or experience that'll increase your market value for what comes next. Or maybe it's just plain money, whether to keep the bills at bay or to fund a future venture of your own. But there is a reason. Otherwise you'd leave, wouldn't you? Firms with the compensation strategy I described moments ago are excellent at making it seem like a great idea to stick around for one more year. But what happens when one more year becomes five, and five becomes 20? Before you know it, you're 50, and what have you actually done with your life? 
In order to apply some grip tape to this slippery slope, it's your responsibility to establish boundaries ahead of time. It's important to prepare yourself beforehand to build a reaction function. This often takes the form of, if I make X dollars, then I'll do Y, but if I make 20% less, I'll move on. Why ahead of time? Because we humans adore the status quo. As the old wisdom says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. When we don't determine ahead of time what broke means, then we're altogether too likely to rationalize our complacency after the fact. That is, to turn tail and run away from whatever courageous act we might have performed if we'd committed to it ahead of time. Often we tell ourselves that this is the responsible thing to do. That's why I was so relieved to have been paid barely enough. I didn't have to walk my talk. I could stay put, save face, and stash cash for another year before I pulled the ripcord. There's another angle on what keeps us where we are, unable to boldly break the mold. This stasis often results from financial insecurity. I'm not only talking about living paycheck to paycheck, I'm also talking about the subjective feeling that you don't have enough. It doesn't matter whether you're making minimum wage or a million dollars a year, you're still working for either or both of two reasons, because you love it or because you don't think you have enough. Looking at the woeful state of personal finance education in the U.S., is it really all that surprising that so many people are not sure if they will ever have enough? Or more bluntly, wouldn't it be just plain foolish to think that you could ever have enough if you had no idea how to even think about what enough even means? The fact is, in this context, almost everyone you meet wouldn't know what enough meant if it fell out of the sky, landed on their face, and started to wiggle. That keeps people stuck. When you don't know what enough means, the answer to how much money you need to make is always the same. More. So you keep at it with a job that's good for money and not much else, letting financial fear govern the way you spend the plurality of your waking hours. With all this in mind, one thing becomes clear. We owe it to ourselves to know exactly what enough means for us. It'll take some effort, but it's worth it. If you take the time to figure out not only your net worth, but also the actual holistic cost of your lifestyle, you can weave them together to form a complete and simple picture of your overall financial health. Don't know where to start? Take your total invested assets and divide them by your annual expenses. In a quick and dirty back-of-the-napkin sense, this is how many years of expenses you have in the bank. And if you want to go deeper and more accurate than that, which you should, check out Chronify. Following this line of thought, you can see exactly where your current job, or that sexy job down the street, fits into the context of your life and what you want for it. That'll put you in a much better position to know exactly how much is enough, and when it's time to move on. When you know how much is enough, two things happen. First, you know when what you're making is not enough. That gives you the signal you need to move on with your life. When the alternative is sticking around for another year at a job you don't like, it's pretty important to have your eye on the ball. Second, when you have a job that isn't your always and forever, but you are making enough, then you own your decision to keep at it. You can walk into the office with a spring in your step, grateful for the chance to move your life forward by making enough during the current stage to get to where you want to be eventually. If conditions change and you're no longer making enough, you can walk out the door and not look back. No matter how you slice it, Knowing what enough means for you is crucial in making steps toward living your ideal life. 
Knowing what enough means gives you an appreciation for your current situation and the confidence to change your situation when it's time to do so. It's an uphill battle. Much of our economy is explicitly designed to convince you that you don't have enough. So run the numbers, beat the system, and arm yourself with the self-knowledge to make progress toward your best life.